0: A Volunteer State. It's time to join The Nation with Chris Lowe of ESPN.com and Austin Price of Rivals and Presented by Mortgage Investors Group. Breaking news and giving expert analysis. For the next hour, Chris and Austin will take your calls on college athletics around the SEC and The Nation. College football, basketball, special guests, recruiting, and more. The Nation. Hosted on location by Texas Roadhouse.
1: Sponsored by Mortgage Investors Group. The number one lender in the state of Tennessee. Making the American Dream possible. Learn more at MIGonline.com. By Texas Roadhouse, your home for legendary food and legendary service. 12 area East Tennessee restaurants. By Marathon, featuring top-tier clean gasoline for peak performance. Stop by your neighborhood Marathon station. Marathon, fueling the American spirit. By Farm Bureau Health Plans, when looking for health care coverage, let Farm Bureau Health Plans coach you through the choices. By Tennessee LASIK Associates, proud supporter of the Tennessee volunteers. See the difference with Tennessee Lacing And by Coors Light, the world's most refreshing beer. Coors Light, made to chill. Celebrate responsibly. Distributed across the volunteer state by Cherokee Distributing. The nation is also brought to you by
2: It's been an outstanding Sunday afternoon. In the first few days of the new year, 2021, Austin Price, and let's only hope and pray that 2021 is a heck of a lot better than 2020. We're certainly glad to be back on the air doing the nation, a show we look forward to each and every Sunday night. We're at the Texas Roadhouse tonight at the Turkey Creek location. After a couple weeks break, AP, and I'm sure the Austin the Price girls had a big Christmas, and we hope everybody else did out there. They're listening. It's good to be back here tonight on the nation. So, Austin, we uh, we know who's playing for the national championship. And uh, the more things, what's the old saying, the more things change, the more they stay the same? Well,
3: when you look at the playoff, I mean, it's basically been three schools, and then they've kind of rotated. Now, Oklahoma's predominantly been the fourth score more than everybody else, but... He had Washington for a year, Michigan State for a year, Notre Dame this year. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it's Ohio State, it's it's Clemson, and it's Alabama, and this year it's Alabama and Ohio State. Um, last time those teams locked up was in a uh, national semifinal. Um, and and this is a, a game that, you know, should be entertaining. Justin Fields, uh, he balled the other night. You know, after kind of, you know, he started the season, even though they only played six games, his first two games were really good. And then they went in the tank as far as, like, I mean, they kept winning games, but he wasn't performing at a high level. But, man, he looked good against Clemson, and they, and they throttled Clemson, played that uh, chip on their shoulder, underdog role right to, uh, to perfection. And, uh, you know, I mean, when you, when you, when you score basically 50 on uh, a team that, uh, you know, had every chance to win a national title, you're doing something right. Yeah, and it's, uh, you know, that's the best he's played all year long. And
2: that's I think that's the Justin Fields that all the NFL Scouts and everybody felt like they would see yeah most of this year. And let's be honest, Justin Fields we saw most of last year, and uh, if he play he's going to need to play. I don't know that he's going to you know that's he was as good as any quarterback I've seen all year the other night against Clemson, but he's going to have to at least approach that level of play, I think, for Ohio State to beat Alabama. Alabama's game with Notre Dame just sort of struck me as more of a scrimmage for Alabama. That's a 31-7 game out Notre Dame scored with, what, about under a minute to play. Yep. You know, I know this is, you know, I sound like the guy that, you know, sits around and makes up all these crazy things on message boards and calls shows like this one. But it almost was like Notre Dame was trying not to get beat badly the other night. Yeah. Now, that, now, granted, that was not the what they went in the game, but sort of the way they played. Because if you're going to beat Alabama, you know, you've got to take some shots. You've you, you, you got to, you know, you got to take some gambles because they're just too good and too explosive, you know, to play sort of in their hands. And the thing with Bama is even even in a game like that, if you sort of try to slow it down, they're still good enough up front and in the run game to bully you. With Najee Harris and that offensive line,
3: Mag Jones is doing a great job of driving the truck. But I mean, Najee Harris and and and, and Devontae Smith. I mean, I don't think there's a better running back receiver combination in college football. And and I don't, I can't. I mean, as far as like, you could maybe say, you know, one of the Clemson receivers and and you know. You know, Travis Etienne. You know, a year or two ago, uh, when Clemson won the won the national title. But I mean, all year long, man, those guys have been so dynamic. You look at their stat lines every week, and I mean, it's it's so impressive. And so, you know, it's it, you know, Clemson will, you know, or Ohio State will have to play really well to to stay with Bama. The thing about Alabama, though, they don't have to play their A game to beat Ohio State. I don't believe, and I think Ohio State will have to play their A game to beat Alabama.
1: Yeah, I
2: think it's, you wonder. Did did Ohio State
3: sort of put so much into that Clemson game the other night? I, you know, I thought fields – you know, everybody wants to kind of go back to the Jordan flu game, but I think when a, when a kid is not pl- not feeling 100%, I don't know, I think their, their focus is a little bit better. I mean, he just seemed like a different quarterback. I mean, he's always been talented, but, you know, I don't think he looked to run the other night as much. He was very, you know – he did a very good job of getting the ball out of his hands. So, you know, in my mind, you know, I thought that, uh, you know, Fields had his best game as a college player, you know, the other night. He, you know, his two years at Ohio State and then any time, you know, any time of uh, type of action at Georgia. So, you know, he, he played really well. But I, I do think that, you know, maybe you're right. Maybe they put everything into it. But the luck, the, the good thing for Ohio State is they have ten days to prepare for Alabama. This isn't the quick turnaround deal. They've got. You know a week and a half to kind of get ready and 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 they'll get him healed up and 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 we'll see what happens uh, when those two teams meet and nick saban's got 10 days to prepare for ohio state yes he does and 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 in, and in typical fashion we'll have one of his um coordinators you know pulling double duty now that steve sarkeesian has been hired at tom herman out sarkeesian the new head coach at texas and it uh, happened fast yeah it did so you know uh, unlike the Tennessee uh, deal, which is continuing to drag on in limbo. Um, the uh,
2: you know, it's the, the one thing that is different, and we're going to get to Tennessee in a second, the one thing that is different, though, about this, typically after the, the playoff, when you look at the way it's been constructed, the title game, you don't have as much time to prepare for as you do the semifinal game in a normal year. This year, actually, about but this, the same. This year, it's about the same. And when Bama has typically – when they've gotten beaten, it's usually been when they haven't had that longer turnaround in the t- in the title game yeah. that they've gotten beaten, this time they're going to have more time. And I think Nick Saban's track record proves that when you give him a lot of time to prepare for anybody, he's pretty darn good. All right, you mentioned Tennessee. I know all the Tennessee fans out there wanting to know what's new, what's out there, uh, is, is there any – Resolution on the compliance inquiry into Tennessee's football program. The most succinct way I can answer that, AP, is no. I think, first of all, we, we've sort of had the holidays, and, and I think that's slowed down a lot of it. But I would expect now that it cranks back up. And I think the longer this thing drags out, that there is no resolution, probably the worse it is for everybody. From Jeremy Pruitt to the whole football program. You know, either at some point they need to decide if there's if there's enough out there. Have they found enough to move forward and try to fire the guy with cause, or either he's their head football coach? I don't
3: think there's really any any, any well, in between. Here's what I know: if they decide to move on from Jeremy Pruitt, you know, and they don't have anything in the in the inquiry, then why did you not do it? You know, after the A and M, right after the you A&M. Know, if, you're, if you're making the move on him, make the move on him. You know, if you're if you're trying to get him for Cause or however you want to spin it, you know, then then, then I, I understand. You, you, you do your due diligence, you let the process play out, and then you kind of see where, um, you know, that, that takes you. But, like, again, if nothing comes out of that inquiry, that they don't really have any evidence of anything that they can really, you know, pin on anybody on the staff or coach or whatever, and then they do it, then what were they waiting on? I, I just, you know, I, it feels like I, I keep, you know, I'll just keep it in easy terms for you, low, because you won't get to say by the bell reference. But, but you know they, they uh, you know they, they just you know, everybody's you know run up the flagpole and they're just dangling in the wind. And, and so, you know i I've, i went back and forth on this. You know you know is it something where you know Chancellor Plowman looks at it and says you know Coach Fulmer you know made a statement in the bowl release and said that Coach Pruitt would back, be back for spring practice and that's as good as it is or. And she doesn't feel the need to announce anything, or are, are, are they simply waiting, you know, try to, to make sure they don't paint themselves into a corner?
2: Well, we want to thank our friends at Mortgage Investors Group, the nation presented across the state of Tennessee each week by Mortgage Investors Group, the number one lender in the state of Tennessee. Mortgage Investors Group is excited to help home buyers affordably achieve the dream of home ownership by giving you the home court advantage. This is a great advantage will allow you to get into that dream home with less money out of your pocket. Homeowners will be provided with an exclusive 15-year fixed rate second mortgage of $7,500, which will help cover your down payment, your closing costs, prepaids, and in some cases, a portion of the insurance costs. This is not just for first-time home buyers; Move-up buyers may also be eligible. So call MIG today to learn more about the Home Court Advantage program. And go to MIG's website, MIGonline.com, to chat with a licensed loan officer online to get moving today toward your home buying goals. You know, sort of reiterate what you were talking about, AP. I um, I think just to sort of rehash, Tennessee's compliance department conducting an in-house inquiry into allegations, tips they've received, whatever you want to call it, on whether or not there have been any kind of recruiting improprieties that have gone on. And there's a lot of these things that happen all the time around the country at different programs. Uh, they don't always get out publicly. I mean, geez, Florida just got popped. <laughs> and it came out after the for, uh, for For NCAA violations and was going on for a year, and it never got out. So I think that the big difference with this, and it's not to say that it won't lead to something that ultimately cost Jeremy Pruitt his job. But the big difference with this is it got out publicly, and it's been out there very publicly. Uh, the university has called in for assistance, representatives from Mike Glazer's group, who they typically assist schools in these type of situations with inquiries when NCAA comes in, and I'm not saying that the NCAA is in because I don't have any information that suggests that, but they do assist schools when they are, conducting these these probes, these internal probes, as Tennessee is right now. Where it leads to, anybody that tells you they know, not telling the truth. Because I can promise you, I've talked to a lot of people over there, and you have too. Nobody really knows at this point. Which is why, back to your point, it's just sort of everything is sort of dangling right now. And here we are getting ready to start, you know, earnest in, into January. And well, I think it's, it, it's, it's hard for, I know it's hard for fans, it's hard for the kids in that football program, because listen, they hear it, they know what's going on. And, and, and if you're hey. look, look, if you're Tennessee, if you're Tennessee, one of the big priorities right now, if you're Tennessee, from the football standpoint, is to try to find a transfer quarterback, right, to bring in somebody
3: and, and, at the quarterback and, position. And how are you answering that question when when a, when a Jack Cohn of Wisconsin's exactly. out there and has interest in – you know what, what kind of answer are you giving him? I, I know what they what what Coach Fulmer got on the phone with Dylan Brooks and and Byron Young and told those kids before signing day, and those kids signed with Tennessee. That Jimmy Pruitt was going to be here. There was no reason, you know, that, that there's nothing to worry about. Here we are, no 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 statement from the chancellor or, or or the president. You know, at the end of the day, when you go back, and you and I have talked about this, Jimmy Pruitt was hired three years ago, in 2018, and. When he was hired, that was the first year of the early signing period. And if you go back, outside of Dan Mullen at Florida, most of those coaches have either been fired or are on the hot seat. And, and that, that, was a, that was a rough year to put together a, a quick class in a matter of 10 days or so. Jimmy Pruitt, you know, was left with less than anybody because of the fact that Tennessee had that crazy wild coaching search that ended up in a, in a new AD before it ended up in a new head football coach. Now, potentially, you make a change in the first year, of the one-time transfer. I'm gonna tell you right now, Tennessee makes a change, and, I, and and again, this is not advocating for Coach Bruce's job at all. But I think everybody needs to understand there's going to be people leave, and, and if that happens, it happens. I'm just saying, don't 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 go. Well, I can't believe they left. I mean, like th- those are things you got to think about. Kids being able to come in, you it's gonna, it's gonna be a struggle to get kids to come in here. Because, this, I mean, unless they can one fell swoop this thing like Texas did and all of a sudden you have, you know, a transfer of power within a matter of, you know, two hours, you know, there, there's just a lot of, a lot of uh, you know, kind of moving parts here that the timing of everything just doesn't match up. The timing didn't match up for any of those programs that made a move when Tennessee fired Butch Jones, and, 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 and you had a, kind of a setback there. I'm not sure it sets uh, sets up well this time either.
2: Yeah, that Texas thing had already been done. That thing had been that thing had been in the works for a couple of weeks, at least a sure. work, maybe a couple of weeks. And well, you, it, you it, fire you fire Tom Herman, bam, T. and yeah. your coach.
3: Yeah, and I mean, again, that that makes it that makes it much easier to uh, kind of to to you know flip the power switch from one side to the other. And you 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 know, do you take a little bit of a hit? You're going to like, anytime you make change. There's going to be somebody or some kids that end up inevitably leaving. But with the new one-time transfer, look at me, kids are in the portal right now that they normally aren't. And, you know, it, it's at an all-time high, and you're going to see that going forward across college football because kids, they get a second chance. Well, and we're going to take a
2: break here. We're going to talk some hoops. Not not a good Saturday for the Tennessee basketball team as they take it on the chin at home to Alabama, but I'll, I'll say it very succinctly this way. We're going to talk some more about football on the other side, is the hemorrhaging will continue. Within Tennessee's football program, until they make a decision yep. one way or the other, it's, there's just no other. Because way Because I'm
3: gonna tell you right it. now, schools across America, they are, they're not doing it. I mean, I, I mean, they could be doing it illegally, but I think most of all, they got players at their respective institutions calling other players at schools like Tennessee. I'm not just saying it's Tennessee; it's any school that has kind of a. A little bit of a cloud over it saying, man, come over here and play with us. You're a good player. You know, leave that program. Come be on our team. That's going on across college football. Why? Because that one-time transfer is very real. Free agency. All right. That's Austin Price. I'm Chris
2: Lowe. We are at the Texas Roadhouse here at Turkey Creek. This is The Nation. We'll be back in just a couple minutes. well we certainly love seeing our friends here at texas roadhouse every sunday night just a great host and you know several knoxville locations we're at the turkey creek location tonight and i tell you what whether you like the ribs the steaks ap's favorite the grilled chicken a little applesauce on the side <laughs> you know some fries baked potato this is your place again it's a, a great great diver- diverse menu and uh, you know hand cut steaks fall off the bone ribs made from scratch sides Fresh Baked Bread and Ice Cold Beer, Texas Roadhouse,
4: your place. For more than 70 years, Farm Bureau Health Plans has helped Tennesseans protect themselves, their families, and their savings. And now, in tough times like these, it's more important than ever that we look out for each other. For many of you impacted by recent events, we can help make sure you're protected with quality, affordable coverage that's right for you, right now. So you're prepared for whatever lies ahead. Give us a call or visit FBHP.com to learn more today.
5: Mortgage Investors Group is the number one residential mortgage lender in the state because they offer superior customer service, and their mortgage professionals take pride in finding solutions personalized for you. As your home team lender, the local loan officers at MIG are experts in the market. Whether you're looking to buy a home or refinance, Mortgage Investors Group offers a winning game plan. To get pre-qualified or for information about our locations across Tennessee, visit MIGonline.com.
1: Equal Housing Lender, license 109111. This is Dr. Colby Stewart with Tennessee LASIK. It's been a privilege to partner with the Vols for over a decade. Tennessee LASIK has helped thousands improve their vision, including VFL Greats, Rajon Neal, and Will Overstreet. Are you tired of wearing glasses or contact lenses? Visit TNLASIK.com or call 966-9182 to schedule your free consultation today. Tennessee LASIK wants you to see the Vols in 2020. Right now, you can get $0.05 cents off every gallon of fuel every day. That's $0.05 cents off every gallon with Make It Count rewards from Marathon. Plus, you can earn points for additional savings on fuel, airfare, hotels, and more. It's quick and easy to join. Just visit makeitcount.com radio or download the free app. So start saving today with Make It Count from Marathon. Offer valid only at participating Marathon locations. Marathon, fueling the American spirit.
0: Take it to the house this season with Truly Hard Seltzer. Whether you're tailgating or home-gating, Truly Lemonade Hard Seltzer is a refreshing mix of lemonade and hard seltzer that's perfect for game day excitement. If life gives you lemons, keep the good times going with Truly. So bring the flavor and your volunteer spirit to game day like only you can. We'll keep it light, crisp, and crushable. Truly Hard Seltzer. Live Truly. Proud supporter of Tennessee Athletics. Please drink responsibly. This is The Nation, presented by Mortgage Investors Group and hosted on location by Texas Roadhouse. Now, back to Chris and Austin.
2: All right, welcome back into The Nation, Chris Lowe and Austin Price. We certainly appreciate you spending part of your Sunday evening with us. We're going to try to catch up in the third segment with ESPN analyst Jimmy Dykes, talk a little of all basketball. Again, the Vols losing at home to Alabama on Saturday, and pardon the cliche, Austin, couldn't throw one in the Pacific
3: Ocean. You know, Tennessee had several opportunities there in the second half to make a run, to 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 you know get the job done, and it seemed like every possession ended in a bricked three or a bad driving toss into the air by Santiago Vescovi. <laughs> he struggled, man. He had a rough game last night, and he'll bounce back because that's you know he. The the reason he is who he is is because, you know, he doesn't let anything affect him. But last night was a rough night for him. Tennessee struggled to shoot the ball from the outside, and Alabama didn't. I mean, Alabama poured in threes. Looked like everybody had morphed into Chris Lofton there, especially early in the second half. I mean, it was boom, boom, boom. And, uh, you know, again, it, I'm not going to say Coach Barnes wants to lose, but I think Coach Barnes doesn't mind a good wake-up call every now and again for his basketball team, and I know he'll be using this as motivation as they roll into a midweek tilt with Arkansas again at home before they go to Texas A&M next weekend.
2: Yeah, in a, a, a weird sort of week because you, you go to Missouri to open a season, you just absolutely thrash. throttle them, throttle them. Just, and then they turn around and throttle Arkansas. Right, a highly ranked Missouri team. Yeah. Game was never close. Tennessee shot the ball well. They came out hot. And, of course, the antithesis of that against Alabama is they couldn't hit anything, and... You know, you saw, you know, it was almost the perfect, the worst combination for Tennessee. Ponds gets into foul trouble, you know, and, and he's their eraser, their fixer on defense. Tennessee at times had trouble staying in front of people. Cause for Alabama, it was either a three or a dunk or a layup. There wasn't anything really in between. So you sit him on the bench, he, he misses a large chunk. Once he, he picked up his third or fourth foul early in the second half, Jane Springer, who was – you know, you can really see him coming. His confidence growing as an offensive player. He turns his ankle. He's not able to finish the game. But that, you know, you're going to have these, and this is a deep enough basketball team to where, certainly, I think as we get into February and into March, that when you have one or two players, either they get hurt or they're not scoring or not playing their best basketball, you would hope that you still have enough answers. And I still think they're still trying. Rick and his staff. Trying to find the well, right
3: combinations, who they, they want. They've to got a such point. a big rotation because they have so much talent. I mean, it's it's a good problem to have, but I mean, I think you're right. Trying to find that perfect formula for this group, you know. It, it, again, to this point, it's kind of been the same five starters, and then they've you know been bringing the the talented freshmen off the bench. You know, maybe the maybe the right elixir is to you know to have one of the vets come off the bench and and start one of the freshmen. I think that that's something we could see coming forward.
2: Yeah, I uh, it, I think we're going to see games in, in in sort of wild swing. You've already seen that across the country in ba- in basketball this year. Teams, some of the blue blood, some of the traditional, you know, in, in this year of COVID. And, and you know what you know what the weirdest dynamic is is playing on the road. All of a sudden, yeah, you're playing in the, in somebody else's gym. The rim's a little bit different, but playing on the road, there's not nearly the advantage for the home team that we've seen in past years. I mean Thompson Ball Arena. When you've got 18, 19, 20,000 people in there, it's a tough place to play. You know, going to Rupp Arena. But all of a sudden, with with the fans not being there in stands, it's a different dynamic. And I think that is, in some cases, will be an equalizer for teams this year that that go on the road. But I I, I still think this Tennessee team is good enough defensively that even on nights, and last night was, you hope if you're a Tennessee fan, is way on the other end of the spectrum, that you just absolutely were atrocious shooting the three in particular. But I think on most nights, even when Tennessee doesn't shoot the ball well, they'll be good enough defensively to grind out games and at least have a chance to win those games in the last couple minutes. Uh, Because, again, this team, it just competes and plays so hard on defense. Now, you did see some some instances last night, AP, where they weren't very
3: good at keeping guys in front of them. And it cost them. Yeah. I mean, Alabama made some tough uh high arcing bank shots in the lane. They they obviously shot the ball away from the outside, but uh, you know, again, Tennessee the only thing Alabama struggled with was free throws at the end of the game when Tennessee was trying to extend the game under a minute to go. I and mean, Tennessee didn't shoot free throws well either. You know, I again I, I if I'm Rick Barnes, I don't I don't mind a good wake up call. Well I mean, nobody it, was thinking this team was going undefeated anyway. No. And uh And you wonder how this team fell with so many young
2: players come out of such a you know thorough beating of a beat down of missouri you know were they a little too full of themselves and they think they're better than they were uh, i can promise you no far as i do he, he's reminded them more than once that they're not ready to go take on the say, Celtics and lakers you know and if, if they if they didn't need to be reminded the film of that game the other night will remind them of that and we're going to catch up as i said in the third segment with jimmy dyke's uh, who does a terrific job at ESPN, college their college basketball analyst. Uh, he was on the call the other night. This is a and it knows this Tennessee basketball program very well, knows Rick Barnes very well. But it, it, I will be interested. AP, you pointed out they got another key game against a, an Arkansas team that has certainly shown to be pretty good this year. Now you you mentioned Missouri popped them pretty good, but you you want to see how Tennessee responds. From that type of performance, a disappointing performance against an Arkansas team that's more
3: than capable. Yeah, I mean you do. I mean Arkansas again, they're going to come in with not a lot of expectations. And if you're Tennessee, you can't get caught looking at you know results because you you hammered Missouri and Missouri turned around and hammered Arkansas. But you sure better respect Arkansas and, and this team will. I mean they'll come they'll come ready to play. They'll be they'll be you know I think ready to get back up on the horse and and ride again come Wednesday night. I think for Tennessee's sake. Good thing is that game's at home, and, and and they don't have to go traveling anywhere. They can work on the, the you know work the kinks out right here at home. I think that's a bonus, um, you know, in, in trying to overcome a loss. All right, let's go ahead and take our second break. We're
2: going to try to catch up on the next side with Jimmy Dykes. Talk a little bit more about not just Tennessee but the SEC and what we, we've talked a lot about. What a challenging year it's been in football. I think going forward we're gonna we're gonna probably see some more stoppages and disruptions in basketball because in basketball AP and we're gonna ask Jimmy this, you know, you get one or two guys in basketball all of a sudden. Wipes out the whole team. Yeah, you're talking about a whole team. Yeah. You know. You're better able to deal with that in football than you are in basketball. We'll sort of cover that in more with Jimmy on the side. He's Austin awesome, Price. I'm Chris Lowe. We'll be back here on the nation in just a couple of minutes. So, once again, we're certainly glad to be here at Texas Roadhouse. Uh, great food, great service, AP. Uh, you, you didn't say what you had tonight. Did you have the grilled chicken? I've not had anything yet. All right. We'll be having that coming up here mm-hmm. in about 30 minutes. And the rolls, man. You can't, you can't forget about the rolls when you talk about Texas Roadhouse. And uh, those are the ones that I have to push away from. But we certainly appreciate all our friends here at Texas Roadhouse. We're at the Turkey Creek location tonight and uh, and look forward to being here with you For the next couple months, Texas Roadhouse, uh, your place for hand-cut steaks, fall-off-the-bone-ribs, made-from-scratch sides and dressings, fresh-baked beer, ice-cold beer, and legendary margaritas.
0: At First Horizon, we know convenience has never been more important to Vol fans. With mobile banking from First Horizon, your bank is as close as your mobile phone, and you'll find everything you need to take care of your financial life. Whether it's in the middle of a Tennessee game or while spending time with family, mobile banking has never been easier or more convenient. It's just another way First Horizon has your back. First Horizon, proud to be the official bank of the vaults.
1: Trust your sight to the eye care team that keeps the Vols in focus. University Eye Specialists. From routine eye exams, glasses and contacts, to LASIK, cataracts and other surgical procedures, you can count on University Eye Specialists. With offices at Knoxville, Maryville and Morristown. Request an appointment today at UniversityEye.com. University Eye Specialists. Proud to serve the UT Athletics Department since 1978. When Chrissy Ray and Chuck Tunkin founded Mortgage Investors Group in 1989, the idea was simple. Help people realize the American dream. 29 years and 115,000 clients later, Mortgage Investors Group is the number one lender in Tennessee. It doesn't take a rocket scientist to do your mortgage, but it does take a promise. At MIG, it is their joy to keep promises. Go to MIGonline.com and let them get started on your American dream today. MIG is an equal housing lender. Mortgage License 109111. Enjoy the world's most refreshing beer, Coors Light, all season long. Whether you're at Thompson Bowling
4: Arena or hooping it up from home, crack open an ice-cold Coors Light, the official beer of enjoying college basketball wherever you are. When things heat up on the court, Coors Light is there to cool things down because it's made to chill. This season, reach for the beer that supports the balls, mountain cold refreshment. Coors Light, proud sponsor of the Tennessee Volunteers.
0: Celebrate responsibly. 21 means 21. You're listening to the Nation with Chris Lowe of ESPN.com and Austin Price of Valquest.com, presented by Mortgage Investors Group.
2: Hey, welcome back into the show, Chris Lowe, Austin Price. Let's go right to the phone lines. Welcome a special guest, good friend of mine, Jimmy Dykes, who does a terrific job with ESPN, calling college basketball. Jimmy, thank you, man. I uh, I hope it's been a great New Year for you, a Merry Christmas for you and your family. But uh, basketball season is here, right in the middle of it. You were calling the Tennessee game the other night. How surprised were you to see that result, especially the way Tennessee just absolutely throttled Missouri?
6: Yeah, I think it surprised everybody in college basketball. Chris, the two big surprises to me yesterday were Kansas getting just blown out, dominated by Texas on their home floor, and then Alabama coming into Thompson Bowling Arena doing the same thing, basically, to Tennessee. and. Tennessee is. A, they're, they're still a very, very good team. I, I thought going in they were one of the top three teams in the country. After watching them yesterday, I got some questions about them offensively. So I'm not sure they're a top three or top four team right now. They're still capable of winning the SEC. But Alabama was good, and it, it wasn't a game that Tennessee could just be okay because Alabama played really well. And they, they just the better team won yesterday, and that was the that was the Crimson Tide.
2: Jimmy, as you, as you look at this Tennessee team, and Rick's got so many players, and, and it's a really deep team, and they got some young guys, how much do you think he's still searching to find the right combinations, who he wants on the floor at certain times, who are his guys in the last four or five minutes of games?
6: Well, I think he's trying to figure it out. You know, They've only played eight games, and normally by the first week of January, those teams have played 13 or 14 games, so... I pointed out during the broadcast yesterday with seven or eight minutes to go, like, where does he go to for his offense right now? And they didn't have the answer to the question yesterday, and they have to figure that out. And it didn't help Springer not being in the game. I I think he's really, really good and can drive the ball and get fouled and make a lot of mid-range shots and shots at the rim, but still got a lot of dudes to play with, and they just—they could never find their offense yesterday. Their defense was off balance from the get-go. They couldn't stay in front of the ball. And then when they started staying in front of the ball, they then they gave up three. So it was just a combination of a lot of things that Alabama did to them, spread them out and drove them. And the two big questions I have for Tennessee right now is, how good are they at guarding the ball? On the other end of the floor, where are they going to go when they really need baskets in close games and conference play? and they weren't able to answer either one of those yesterday.
3: Jimmy, it's Austin. When you uh, look at this, this Tennessee team, obviously they've got a combination of vets and, and, and some nice young pieces. I said in the previous segment that you know nobody thought this team was going to go undefeated, so you know, they were going to lose some games. I think that Coach Barnes probably, you know, I don't think he'd advocate for losing, but at the same time, a good wake-up call never hurt anybody. And so, you know, do you feel like that this is that kind of game where you you, you don't put – you know, you put stock in it, but you don't put too much stock in it to overthink it?
6: Well, I, I, I don't – I'm not – I don't buy into the wake-up call thing as much as some people because Rick always has his guys ready to play. They're always prepared. They've always gone through thorough scouting reports. It's an older team. They have a culture that doesn't allow them to skip one game mentally and get on to the next game. So, I, I don't know if it was a wake-up call as much as it was they got exposed. And they there's some areas now that they have to fix if they are going to be a legitimate contender for the SEC title. Uh, I don't know how many losses the SEC champ's going to have this year. It could be as little as two or three. It might be five. I don't know. But I go back to the questions I have for Tennessee now is, is staying in front of the ball defensively against a team that can spread you out and they're good off the bounce like Alabama was. And the, and the offense, the offense has to come along. And and Folky has not played like he's capable of playing. I voted the kid the preseason player of the year. I thought he was deserving of it, but he has not, he has, he has not played up to that level yet.
2: It's Chris again. Uh, Jimmy, when you look at the rest of the league, and I know it's we've we got a small body of work right now to look at, and, and it's, it's a different sort of year, obviously. It's going to be hard to assess teams more than ever because we didn't see a lot of non-conference games who else do you like to this point in the sec uh and sort of how do you see maybe the league race shaping out
6: yeah chris i I don't know i don't i don't know if we really know for sure anything in college basketball right now i mean i i think gonzaga is the best team in the country my eyes tell me that you know they've had some good wins I, i think baylor is Right there with them, uh, but we—we we see such a small sample size for this point of the year that we still don't really know, and and coaches don't know. You know, they don't know their own teams right now like they normally do on January the second or the third. So, I just—I've watched every team in the league play. I—I I, I like Florida. You know, they—I I just still think they have a lot of good pieces to work with. I was impressed with Alabama yesterday. They're, they're going to be hard to handle, man. That's an explosive offensive team. LSU can really score. They had four guys yesterday that put up big numbers at Florida. I don't trust their defense yet. I I think Missouri is really good. I think Tennessee beat a really good Missouri team uh, to open up SEC play. So those are the, you know, four or five teams that have caught my eye. I'm anxious to see what Kentucky does. They they, they seem to have have figured out some things yesterday, but we'll see if that's a long-term solution. I don't know. So we're just two games in. You don't want to overreact. But uh, those are the teams that have caught my eye. And yep. we have Florida-Alabama Tuesday. And that, that that's a big game in this league for the, just the second week.
2: Yeah, that that will be a good one. You know, as you talk to coaches, Jimmy, across the league and, and the country in, in what has been a different year than any of us have ever been through, what do you think have been the biggest challenges at this point? You know, I've just come through football season when, and coaches talk about we lost this guy, this guy, and this guy. Basketball is a whole different animal. You know, you, you get one guy – are, are, are certainly two guys on a basketball team that test positive you're talking about wiping out a whole roster I mean, I, I just wondered as you talk to different coaches what have been their biggest challenge or greatest challenges is, try, is trying to you know get through the season
6: well I think it's the it's the things that we know about just the managing the testing and not knowing you know from the time you test the time the results come back who you're going to have and you keep your season going forward and then you get into teams traveling right now. I mean, they're to go with assigned seats on the bus to the plane, assigned seats on the plane. They're trying to get bigger planes to spread guys out even more, costing them more money, assigned seats at uh, uh, any team meal. Guys are having to, you know, make sure you stayed one, one person per room. There's just a lot of logistics for these guys to work through. So they're doing the best they can, you know, we're playing games that are still a, 85% rate, I think, is what it is right now, which is a good number. But, man, it's tough. Yes, It's tough on all of us. And the team, that I think, handles it and is blessed with staying healthy. That's, that's, that's a big deal right now with eight weeks to go in conference play.
3: All right, Jimmy, it's time for the marathon question of the week. Want to get a full tank of freedom? Stop by your neighborhood, marathon station, marathon fueling the American spirit. I'm going to go to a two-part question. For Tennessee to do something they've never done in basketball, and that's make the Final Four, what has what what has to happen first? They find their end of the game closer, or they find the right kind of formula as far as as deep as they are. I mean, finding the right kind of nucleus and how they how they you know spread their rotation.
6: Yeah, I think Rick will be on top of that rotation. You know, those two freshmen are really good. I, I I don't know if you guys heard anything on Springer today. I have not. I hope he's okay. Yeah, day to day. Uh, okay, day to day. That's that that's probably good news then. And I, I think they have to figure out where the ball's gonna go in a close game. I mean they're they're Rick's best team at, at Tennessee. We knew it was going to it was going to Grant Williams or Schofield. That's where, that's where the ball was going. And, and and Bone had a hand in those plays as well. And that, that guy or two has to emerge for Tennessee. I, I could guess right now who it's going to be. And there's probably a guess right now and, and Rick and his staff as well, but you're going to be in a lot of close games in league play. And you have to know this is where we're going. And then that guy's got to deliver. And that's, that's the answer your question. I think that's, I think that's the question for Tennessee.
3: How, how, before we get you out the door, how, how difficult is it calling games from home? I mean, it, cause you're not, you're not in the building. You don't get the juice that's in the building, even with, you know, four thousand fans. I felt like Tennessee, when, especially when Rick was going bananas there at the end of the first half. They booed pretty loud for four thousand people. So I mean, like, when you're as a broadcaster, how how difficult
6: that been? You know, it, it, it's different, but I wouldn't say it's difficult. I mean, we have a great studio system set up in our homes. We have the sound effects coming through. We can hear the crowd. We can hear the natural sounds. You know, to react to. Uh, I think what we I guess what we miss is we can only see what basically you're seeing at home, so we can't see the benches, we can't see the coaches' reactions, we can't see guys checking in all the time. Just some of those challenges are a little different for us, but uh, I, I think I think overall we've adjusted well. ESPN they're so good with all those uh, the, the different cameras we have to work with and what we're working with from home, but. It's different, I think what's different for me is the preparation because I'm not there to shoot around to get to talk to coaches and watch the practice that that game day practice is critical as an analyst, and we, we i I miss that more than anything
2: well, Jimmy, I know uh, you being the pro you are that uh no no uh, surprise to me that you made it look very, very easy, my friend. I know the biggest advantage of you not being in town though was that you didn't have to pay for Rick's lunch the day before the game, right, yeah.
6: Yeah, I miss those times, man. There's, I miss those times with those coaches, and, and Rick's one of my favorite guys, and you guys know how much he means that Knoxville community. And Hang in there with the balls, They're going to be fine. They, that, that's, they're, they're a real team. They, just, they, did, they, they did not play well against a good team. That's the bottom line yesterday.
2: You're right. Jimmy, man, we really appreciate the time, and we look forward to catching up with you. Let's hope sooner as opposed to later on the other side of, uh, of COVID-19, man, but keep up the great work, and, and – have a great night, okay?
6: Okay, guys. Thank you.
2: All right. Jimmy Dykes of ESPN joining us tonight on The Nation. Breaking down, the Vols lost to Alabama. He's he's, a, he's right. He's 100% right there, AP. You just don't want to get caught up in one game. We want to remind fans of this season to relax, enjoy, and celebrate with the great refreshing beverages and support University of Tennessee Athletics. Coors Light, Mountain Cold refreshment that's made to chill. Twisted tea, real brewed iced tea with a twist of lemon light and crisp, truly hard seltzer and ice cold Dos Equis Cerveza, distributed across the volunteer state by Cherokee Distributing. And remember, celebrate responsibly And 21 means 21. Let's go ahead and take our final break right here on The Nation. We'll be back here at the Texas Roadhouse in just a couple minutes.
3: Fans, for the best selection of Big Orange merchandise, Touchdown at Hound Dogs, locally owned and operated Hound Dogs, is your one-stop shop for all things Big Orange. To find out more, text HD Radio to 64600. That's HD Radio to 64600. When it's time to get geared up for game day, just think Hound Dogs. Visit them online at hdknoxville.com.
0: It could be a routine drive to pick up the kids after school or an epic road trip across the country. No matter where your travels take you, we know those miles count. We're marathon. We have over 5,700 stations across our great nation. Our people are working hard every day to provide you with quality top-tier gasoline to improve engine performance and fuel your life. Marathon, fueling the American spirit.
5: Mortgage Investors Group is the number one residential mortgage lender in the state because they offer superior customer service, and their mortgage professionals take pride in finding solutions personalized for you. As your home team lender, the local loan officers at MIG are experts in the market. Whether you're looking to buy a home or refinance, Mortgage Investors Group offers a winning game plan. To get pre-qualified or for information about our locations across Tennessee, visit MIGonline.com. Equal Housing Lender, License 109111.
4: A lot's changed in the past few months, from how we protect our health to how we work. But for more than 70 years, Farm Bureau Health Plans has helped Tennesseans protect themselves, their families, and their savings. So right now, it's good to know that you have short-term, individual, and family plan options, along with dental and vision, for whatever lies ahead. Farm Bureau Health Plans. Give us a call or visit FBHP.com to learn more today. Enjoy the world's most refreshing beer, Coors Light, all season long. Whether you're at Thompson Bowling Arena or hooping it up from home, crack open an ice-cold Coors Light, the official beer of enjoying college basketball wherever you are. When things heat up on the court, Coors Light is there to cool things down because it's made to chill. This season, reach for the beer that supports the balls. mountain cold refreshment. Coors Light, proud sponsor of the Tennessee Volunteers. Celebrate responsibly.
0: 21 means 21. This is the nation presented by mortgage investors group and hosted by texas roadhouse now back to chris in austin
2: all right welcome back to the last segment of the nation tonight our first show of 2021 ap not
3: 2020 I know it's it's a good feeling. You know, I played my first ro- round of golf in twenty twenty one yesterday. And probably shot. played with my bu- I played with my buddy Daryl Hobby. No, I did not. I did not shoot seventy three. I've not touched a club in so long, but I, I did kind of rebound on the back nine after a disastrous first nine. Well, and we want to thank Jimmy Dykes again for joining us uh,
2: in the last segment. Talking a little basketball, Tennessee hoops, SEC hoops, and. You know, I concur that it's you know, as disappointing as it was to see Tennessee play so poorly after playing so well the previous game against Missouri. Yeah, I think you chalk it up to a couple
3: things. I chalk it up as to a one-off. I, yeah. I'm not, a one, I, he's I, talking about not, you know he, he had him one of the top three teams in the country. Now all of a sudden he's not got him one of those teams. Well, it's then, like I, I, not that they're not one of the top. Because listen, I think this is a year, honestly. Oh, it could come out of nowhere
2: because. And he's right. One thing he, he's – I mean, I agree with Jimmy 100% on this is you got such a limited body of work to judge yeah. teams on. Because I mean, Tennessee, how many – they played in the off-season, in the non-conference. They really played, what, one or two decent yeah. teams that you really get any kind of feel for yeah, where you, you are. You don't
3: get a feel out of playing you, Whereas, South I mean, Carolina
2: state Right. Remember, they had Gonzaga on the schedule. You know, that would have really been a nice gauge to see where you yeah. are. So it's hard to say. I think we don't know until you get into the middle part of your conference schedule until really what you got and who you are. and He's 100% right. You know, losing Jaden Springer was a big blow. I think he's a guy. To me, Springer's got a chance to beat that guy. Yeah, March, at the end of the game. That and you
3: and say, that, All right, go get us a basket. Go get us a basket. Now I'll say this. When Keon Ke- Keon really kind of – he backed his way down there and just bullied his way into some buckets there in the second half. Doesn't
5: he look
2: like a guy to you that can get to the glass pretty much any time he wants yep. to? And 100%. That, that's, that's
3: what he's got to But I, I think, though, like, my point, though, being is, like, if, if let's say you're going to roll a Springer on that to, like, you know, a little, little, little pick and roll with Springer and, and John Fulkerson or, or you know, I, I just think that ultimately you're going to use two guys in that role. You know, Springer creates, but, you know, Fulkerson's there – uh, ponds on the backside, but yeah, I mean, I, I think that you know Jimmy brought up good points about you know what Tennessee's got to fix, and uh, like I said, I, I think that you know they'll be hard to work to fix them. I and again, I think that having the game Wednesday at home versus having to go travel is a uh, is a perk. Yeah, and I, I
2: I do think one of the more concerning things about the game is because when you when you can't keep people in front of you defensively, that breaks down. As good as Tennessee I think will be defensively. And, and their length and the way they get in, in, in passing lanes and Pond's ability to clean up around the rim. If you can't keep guys in front of you defensively, that breaks down everything. So they've got to be better, certainly out front, because Alabama just said, all right, we're going to play five out, we're going to spread you out, and we're going to see if you can stay in front of us. So that's that's an area of the game that they need to get better. All right, back to football before we get out of here tonight. I, um, I really believe as you look at Tennessee, regardless of what happens with this inquiry, I, I do think – if you step back 1,000 feet away, the fact that Cade Mays has announced he's coming back, I do think even losing a Trey
3: Smith in the offensive line, they got a chance to be. But they've got to land a quarterback. Really and, and good. They, but it, and I, you took the words right out of my mouth. And, and the lack of the lack of kind of crystal ball telling the future around the program hurts them trying to land, land a guy like Jack Cone at Wisconsin. They've, and it's such a game changer. The more I'm around the game, certainly the way it's
2: changed the last two, three, four years, if you don't have a really good quarterback, Certainly, a guy that can beat you a couple ways, you know, with the way that the offense is played now. I don't care how good you are up front, and you got you got to be good there. But you got to have that guy at the quarterback position that can throw the football, who can move around. He's got a good feel. I mean, you look around. We've all watched a lot of games over the last three or four days. Yep. You know, that's those are the kind of guys right now where offenses are really sort of tearing it up and that's where if he is truly in purgatory and you sort of got it hanging out there it's going to be hard to get that kind of guy in there but as i look at the young talent on this team they they have done a nice job i like the receiving the young talent receiving core um we, we talked about the offensive line i still think of the, you know an eric gray at running back is a guy that can do a lot of different things so I do think the nucleus is in place if you can fix quarterback next year. Well, with, you, th- got,
3: th- they've got a chance to be a lot better football team. And, and the fact that you're playing a normal eight-game conference schedule versus 10. And, and so you've got four games, Pittsburgh being the one that would be in question. I mean, like they're not some juggernaut. So let's say if, you, if Tennessee went 4-0 in, in non-conference play, then, again, you're asking Tennessee to do something they've only done four times since Philip Fulmer was fired, and that's go 4-4 and or better. To win eight or nine football games,
2: which is pretty telling about where this program has been over the last decade plus. I think we talked about fixing quarterback on defense, not giving up as many of the chunk plays.
6: Well, and some of, the, see, some
3: I, of the, I think it's third down defense. Well, and to and, me, it's not near. I don't think they gave up many chunk plays. I think they gave up too think, many third down conversions to extend drives. I saw,
2: I saw a stat the other day. When I say chunk plays, yards of ten, plays of ten yards or more. And you're right. And, and and a lot of that is on third getting, down conversion. Getting off the field on
3: third <laughs> like, down. Giving up third and nine and, and third and, and eight. And, 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 and then some,
2: third and th- eight. And you think about defensively, some of the key busts on defense. I, I still go back to the Auburn game. And yeah, the pick six was terrible. But I think if you don't have that bust on defense, I think Tennessee wins that football game. Where they were up ten yeah. and they give up the big play Little on the board defensively. I think even with the awful pick six, I think they still win that football game. And what happens from there, I guess we'll never know. Again, our thanks to Jimmy Dykes and I from ESPN joining us talking a little college basketball. Thanks to AP, my partner here, and we're at the Texas Roadhouse. We'll be here for the next few months, the one in Turkey Creek. We hope you have a great Sunday night. we see you next time, next Sunday, right here at 6 o'clock. So long, everybody.
0: You've been listening to The Nation with Chris Lowe of ESPN.com and Austin Price of Rivals and VolQuest.com. Presented by Mortgage Investors
1: Group and hosted by Texas Roadhouse. Sponsored by Mortgage Investors Group, the number one lender in the state of Tennessee, making the American dream possible. Learn more at MIGonline.com by Tennessee LASIK Associates, proud supporter of the Tennessee Volunteers. See the difference with Tennessee LASIK by Texas Roadhouse, your home for legendary food and legendary service. 12 area East Tennessee restaurants. By Marathon, featuring top-tier clean gasoline for peak performance. Stop by your neighborhood Marathon station. Marathon, fueling the American spirit. By University Eye Specialists, helping you live life in focus since 1935. And by Doseki's. Nothing goes with college football like an ice-cold, refreshing Dos Equis Cerveza. Keep it at interesante, and please enjoy Dos Equis' response. Distributed across the volunteer state by Cherokee Distributing. The nation is also brought to you by...
0: Join us again next Sunday across the Volunteer State for more news on college sports and the SEC. This is The Nation signing off.